Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Got a Minute Fan Podcast. As always, I am your host, R.C. Carlton, and I am joined by my co-host with the most, not his doppelganger that I put in the group, uh, his saltine doppelganger, <laughs> Alan Sandage. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The white was... guy. He's not really a doppelganger, but the white guy. Yeah, Maybe in the... Now, maybe another like I know that uh, the pirate Mike Leach was very important to you. I'm not gonna slander anybody. You know, I enjoyed it. Y'all really enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it. Um, what are your primary thoughts on Mike Leach, the person, and his legacy as a coach? Um, Mike Leach was a um, a quirky individual who um was a breath of fresh air to college football um i think a lot of people don't realize the impact that he had on the game with his air raid offense um and again he was he was only uh, most people would agree he was half of the the formation of the air raid but it's just the fact that you know for me as a fan um you know i hold coaching trees in high regard like if you're to me, if you're a great coach, the people around you pick up on that and they they become better people. And pretty much his coaching tree speaks for itself. Uh, like I said, just off the strength of this year, if you look at his coaching tree from this year, you had uh, Lincoln Riley and Sonny Dykes, two two coaches that have led their programs to top tens that were directly uh, from the Mike Leach tree, uh, not to mention um, over the last like decade, there's probably been at least two or three Mike Leach uh, type coaches uh, in the top 10 in general. Um, and, you know, he's just had an influence on the game uh, and, and just the realness that was Mike Leach. Like he was always like funny for a soundbite and he wasn't ashamed to be who he was. And all the stories that people are sharing on Twitter and things like that, you you generally get you get a sense that this this was a relatable guy, despite being brilliant, a brilliant office of mine. And um, it just sucks to lose somebody like that uh, at 61, which is young in coaching years, you know. And yeah, I, I mean, feel that's like young these days anyway. I mean, 61, yeah. average license expectancy. Last time I checked my mail was like 77, 75, something yeah. like that. So, so yeah. Yeah, it's just the to me, it's just the impact of the game. Like it, it's not about wins and losses. Like I, I had that conversation with Holla, and and you know, I know a lot of people want to look at results, results. But if you are an innovator, if you are a innovator, you created a system that people bite from or use, like throughout the years. That's your legacy. It lives yeah. on. And I'm big nobody on talks about too. Bill Walsh. Yeah, but nobody talks about Bill Walsh. Super Bowls as much as they talk about Bill Walsh, the West Coast offense. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the tree, so, coaching tree. Yeah, yeah. So, like, those things to me matter. It's, coaching is more broad. I mean, I'm more um, – it's more uh, – like, it's, it's different ways to impact the game yeah. rather than wins and losses. Where yeah. you're getting yeah. the players. Yeah, so – but yeah, it sucked, man. You know, I'm I've always been a fan. fan. I let y'all kind of take it over a little bit because y'all were so crazy about it, but I've always liked him. Um, he was quirky 
and I think the quirkiness, even though he didn't wind up in an SEC school, but I think the quirkiness hurt him because you couldn't really take that to the mainstream. You had to take that somewhere like Washington State, you know, mm-hmm. where off the beaten path. And also, though, when you're quirky like that, it allows you to try things. Like, you're not going to innovate at Alabama. You're going to catch that later. You're not going to innovate at LSU. You know, you're not going to innovate at Texas, generally speaking, unless they're very desperate. Well, they don't innovate, period. But in general, the big places, they're not going to want you to do that. You know, you're going to have to go to those smaller places and then you can you can do those things. And, and, you know, I have nothing but respect. And when in college coaching, too, like, I mean, and, and he, he had Texas Tech with Crabtree like a game away from going to the BCS. So, yeah. you know, they peaked. He peaked there. But I honestly think, and then some of the stuff at Kentucky, um, I just – his wins and losses were good. I mean, it wasn't like it was bad, 158-107. But I think it's bigger than that, like you're saying. His legacy of what he leaves and his personality. Like, he wasn't going to conform. This is not a guy that everywhere you go, the boosters would like him. He had to be, you know, where he was, and it worked. And he was the kind of guy, too, that he would rather – be happy than necessarily take chasing a job, you know? Yeah. It, so. it again, like when you lose legacy people, man, or when you, you when you lose people like that, like the game itself gets hurt. Like it's not just college either. Like if if you want to go to the darker side, Art Browse came from his tree and Art Browse went to to high school. And I'm pretty sure uh, he's impacted some high school players. Um that he has. And, and I'm telling you, man, like, I think I think most college football fans remember what it was like before the air raid. Um, I mean, we have Steve Spurrier's running gun, uh, but it just it just was it was it was a dark time if you liked offense. Yeah. Or you like playmaking. And and I mean, you know, yeah, it doesn't translate too much into the um into the NFL system. But if you ever listen to the man talk football, it was clear he knew yeah. offense. He knew the game. And, and he complimented, like, aspects of the NFL, but also was clear and, and very um, open about how people overcomplicate the NFL. And they, they use all this jargon and this and that. But at the end of the day, it's still just football, which is what I like to try to tell people all the time, too. Like, it's still football. Yep, exactly, and I and I love it, and, and you know yeah. it's just sad to see it, and and, and some of the stuff Washington State, it, it was it was beautiful. He had a couple of runs with them where they were like close to being contenders, and then they would lose a game, you know, mm-hmm. when they would get close, kind of like what TCU, even though TCU made it, but TCU kind of does that uh, when they get close, but stuff like that. But Rip, true legend, who did it his way, you know, it's not everybody's not like. Some people just love the game. And, mm-hmm. like, when I say just love the game, I mean solely love the game. Nick Saban loves the game, but he loves himself. And he loves power. And he loves winning. You know what I'm saying? And he loves climbing. 
that's why he he constantly went and went until he got to the perfect job. So he 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 likes the 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 ambition, you know. Mm-hmm. Where some people just love coaching the game and drawing up plays and coaching the players, you know. And uh, so yeah, my hat's off to him. Uh, yep. We missed it last week, but uh, Deion Sanders left Jacksonville State. What's your take on all that? <laughs> Come home, Deion. You already know where I'm at, man. Like, don't don't talk to me about Colorado, Jackson State. Bring your ass to Tallahassee. Dang, man. Why? You know, I spent my whole season secretly rooting against Florida State just because I wanted to get Deion Sanders as my <laughs> coach. I can't, bro. I'm telling you, with the NIL. With Dion Swag and his ability to just get get a decent staff and just what he would do for the facilities and things there, we would be a powerhouse again within five years. I'll be that fan. I'll go full fan, but we would be a powerhouse within five years. Like, he he's charismatic, man. Parents love him. Kids love him. He's already transcended uh, generations. Like, like your kids probably know who Dion Sanders oh, yeah. is. You know, they might... Yeah, like, you know, so it's not like he's, like, this old guy that's just out here talking and preaching. Like, people be buying into this bullshit. And I'm like, yo, cool, bring that sermon to Tallahassee. But um, at the end of the day, I think Deion Sanders did enough for Jackson State, for HBCU, for their uh, for that uh, brand of college football, that he should not be demonized for leaving. Even though the way he did it with the whole, like, the little kind of preachy stuff, Like I said, me personally, I saw it coming a mile away, but I guess some people didn't. So I can understand why some people feel like betrayed or something. But this man came out of his pocket for a lot of stuff at Jackson State for his kids and not only for his kids, but for other teams. There was there's um, a story about how like a team didn't have adequate trainers and and adequate uh, supplies. And he gave his trainers and supplies to that team to help them. You know what I'm saying? Like he was. You know, people say he wasn't swag, this and that. Like, it's it's just a lot of nonsense, man. He was swag the while he was there him. for two minutes. Sure. Yeah, he was he was helping. He got college game day to put on for an HBCU game, bro. Like, people don't understand how crazy that is. And and my my thing, and this this might be a Malcolm and Martin topic, but I can't stand when when a when a black person does something to elevate black people and we don't take advantage of it and then when they get you know move on to their personal ambitions we call them a sellout there is not one person that's supposed to carry the torch for the culture people help along the way and then they are duty bound and obligated to themselves he did what he could he put them on a platform and if they don't take advantage of it or if the league didn't take advantage of it or conference that's on them that is not on Deion sanders so more power to him if this was last, if this was last week, I have more passion to argue with you, but I'm not going to argue with you. You said it pretty well. Yeah. Um, all I'll say is, I guess maybe I am going to debate you, but all I'll say is he clearly viewed it as a stepping stone, and those people were they knew that at first, and he brought in all the God stuff, all the George Floyd stuff. All the talk and so much of what he said was about their self-esteem as an HBCU. So when you tell me, let, let's say you married a girl with a low self-esteem. Just I'm saying the you general, I'm not talking about you. But let's say mm-hmm. you married a girl with low self-esteem, you praise her, 
you tell her, honey, you're so beautiful. Don't, don't, don't worry about the body. It's, it's beautiful. You know, I love you the way you are. I love all your curves. I sing John Legend songs to you. I sing that pasty redhead songs to you. I even sing country. If you're white, I'll sing body like a back row to you. And then <laughs> seven, three years, you're married to her, you love her. Then you upgrade and you cheat and you leave her. Does all that still count? Maybe. That's her fault. But it hurts though, man. It hurts. <laughs> well, and, you're you're allowed you're allowed to mourn and hurt, but I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told Jackson State. You should have seen that coming. <laughs> Shit, you can't sit around look, it. You look, 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 no, bro. Listen, if if one part of the relationship is prospering and you ain't doing your part to either match or attempt to get to that level, you're going to get left behind in business, in relationships, in life. Most people are naturally ambitious and want to progress. You either with them or it get to a point where you But he just... even said something about I guess God has called me to poverty. Uh, he's made he made comments like that, man. He made he led the people to believe he was going to be Eddie Robinson 2.0 with some money and the clout, man. He made hey. him believe it was a long-term thing. Now, he never explicitly said it. Even the TCU hey. rumors last year, he shot them down, man. He should have went to TCU. He wilding for that. That's, hey. and that's, well, I think that's they didn't really why, want him. But. Bro, listen, for him to go to Colorado under the circumstances that Colorado is right now as a program, like that had – that. I, I refuse to believe his ego is that is that big that he had that he wants to take on that challenge. Cause honestly, Jackson State probably was a better spot. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why you chose Colorado because that's a mess. I mean, I know what you can bring in. You have no natural advantages. That's not a top ten yeah. recruiting state. That's not he'll, 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 he'll get them. What'd you say? I said he'll get maybe. Maybe yeah, I mean, he'll bring either. them in, but you don't have – you yeah. got to get everything outside the state? Who does that? What successful program brings all their players outside the state? You got to have something in the state of base. I don't even know what, what's Colorado's pipeline. I guess and, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the pipeline? What's the surrounding? What What would you what, – what's the – you know, so – Them dudes ain't been good since I was Tristan's age. Let, you know, it's just <laughs> like – let's say you're my boy TJ Holmes on the, on the B uh, Good Morning America show. Good morning, America 2.0. Good morning, America afternoon, whatever. And maybe you got that producer chick. I'm not even gonna mess with his wife. Maybe you got a producer. <laughs> and then Amy started talking to you, the little co-host. You know, you you did what you could for. <laughs> but it ain't right. Shoot. But but with Dion, you know, I, I'm never mad at a man. It's not selling out, definitely. Cause yeah. why yeah. as a person who taught in a, um, not HBCU, but who taught in an inner city who try to give quality that they're not used to and do things a different way. And there's only so long you can do it. It drains you. Like, you can't be Mother Teresa. You got to have your own ambition. So I definitely do understand that part, Dion. But, you know, I think you could have gone on about it a little bit different. But it is what it is, because I wouldn't go to HBCU, and honestly, I think he went because that was the only place that would give him a straight-up head coaching job because Dion's like a be anybody's assistant. Nah, he ain't. And, and he's, I think that that's fair for him to to keep that mentality. Like, you don't need to be an assistant 
not when you got that kind of name value. And Peyton Manning no. wouldn't do it either. Anybody that's a GOAT at that position, besides Ed Reed, I guess, but generally speaking, I mean, if Ed Reed wanted to go down, I'm sure he could have snagged HBCU too. <laughs> Ed, Ed Reed too loyal, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, to the future. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in Team Nickel News, this has been going on. My boy and his gal, his, his, his snow queen, uh, my boy TJ Holmes, smoothest man. Is this, going, is this going public? I don't know yeah. if I can speak on this. And Amy Robot, you know, you can plead the fifth. They've both been suspended for an on-screen affair. I don't understand, not on-screen affair, but um, uh, uh, they're separated. They're having an affair and they're off camera right now. I don't understand why the Morning Joe cast can fuck, but they can't. <laughs> why is that okay? You know smiling, people laughing, you know, but but these cat, this cat, I didn't even bring a racial thing up. All I know when the brother stopped messing with the co-host, the blind co-host, <laughs> okay. The, the brother was doing too much, man. Like, listen. They didn't know at first. We, I we, mean, they didn't we, know about the three. We ain't that far gone where you can mess around with multiple white women at the same time, <laughs> sir. You will oh, you job. will not you will not do that. What you're not gonna do is walk around and really be slinging it like that. Nah, bro. Cause ain't no way three white men gonna just allow you to sleep with their wife, man. <laughs> this dude's so smooth. I found him because I, I don't people that don't people that aren't long time people. Uh, and I don't watch them like I used to, but I still watch soap operas. So I DV, I DVR them, and then I'll come and like once a month, I'll go through it on the weekend and watch them. And so that's the lead-in show to uh, General Hospital. So I get a minute or two of that, and he's so smooth on the outro. I, I, I was like, damn, this dude is smooth as hell. And then that was about like, two or three years, and I was like, okay, okay. And then I see why he's getting in trouble. I understand. It's all right, bro. He look, he, he look, he look like an old, old smooth doo-wopper, bro. Like, <laughs> he do, man. Like, That's all like I honestly, I won't, try to, I won't try to stereotype, but when they was like, when they showed the picture, I said, yeah, they, they look like a cheater. <laughs> and evidently, his wife is black, and the websites like The Root are trying to dog him. Like, bro, I thought y'all supported us. Look, look don't do that. Y'all supported. Y'all should be on there, The Root. That's the only black publication I follow on Facebook because y'all are halfway fair and intelligent. But let me tell you something, The Root. There's a black man in peril, and you know what's going to happen. They're going to bring her back, and they're going to make him stay off the air longer or fire him. So The Root, mm-hmm. I need you to stop worrying about the black woman who clearly was not fulfilling her marital duties and worry mm-hmm. about the black man who is losing his job. I ain't gonna, I don't know about her mar- marital duties. I just, I just know. Because black men don't cheat. Black men don't cheat. I just know that um, that I, I, I'm not qualified to speak on yeah, this you, much. You, you can plead. I'm not married. All I want to <laughs> let y'all know is that there's more than one vow. There's more than one vow than just to cheat more. You take a lot of vows. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to have and to hold. Forsaking all others to obey. Some people took that. So I'm just saying there's more than one vow. Y'all act like only one vow counts. All the vows count. He breaking the vows. Don't act like I'm a free TJ, brother. Free TJ. I didn't move in. I don't I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I'm I'm close to being like free TJ too. He really shouldn't be 
they shouldn't fire that man, bro. They really shouldn't. And he fire didn't that violate man. a law. They, he he didn't violate any rules. That's why he not fired. He literally they keep yeah. saying alcohol. They haven't violated rules. It's not again. It's not a subordinate. You know, maybe the producer would. I don't even know. But none of these women were sexually harassed. They all had mm -hmm. fun. Nobody got any negative to say about TJ. Mm -hmm. You know that kind. Of, it's ain't no Matt Lauer shit. But he got a <laughs> trap. He got a, a door that locked from the inside and shit. No people mm -hmm. volunteering for Ryan TJ. I meant that metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man! What's going on with Dan Campbell? Why, why, why he keep winning, man? Dan Campbell, believe it or not, man. As first of all, I, 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 I got a new, I got a new thing. I know I didn't. Uh, I got a new thing. I'm gonna say this, and then you can go. It's the offense coordinator, man. I found what's going on. It's the offense coordinator. It ain't Dan. The offense coordinator. Did did Dan not fire Anthony Lynn and put this guy in place? Uh, Anthony Lynn was where was Anthony Lynn? He was the offensive coordinator. Oh damn. I don't care. Got, that don't work. Yeah. That, my college fans. I, tell I me pointed that, that out. That, I pointed that out at the beginning of at the beginning yeah, of the yeah, season. Yeah. I got I got I was gonna say I got the um it's still up on the um on our uh site. You go to the NFC North thing. I talked about Dan Campbell's adjustments, firing Anthony Lynn, bringing in an offensive coordinator, um, who was more in tune with the passing game for um for golf. Dan Campbell took over the the running game, and and it was like a thirty percent increase in productivity or something crazy, and um and then they got weapons. It it honestly just looks like a team that has good chemistry between staff and players. They're their defensive improvement over the last like month and some change has been amazing. Amazing. At one point, they look like they they look like a Big 12 defense. And now they look like damn prime. They improved on defense. They really have. Yeah, like it's been it's been great. Like they've really been well coached, well drafted. Like I, I'm happy for the organization. Like this is probably the most positive outlook we've seen on Detroit since we've been alive. <laughs> I, re I really, I was really hoping that Ben Johnson, offense coordinator for Detroit, was going to be a nickel, but he's not. Doesn't exactly. Ben Johnson sound like a nickel? Yeah, but they always fire the nickels. Yeah, that's uh, what they do. That's more of it. It just makes you mad and mad. You know, the funniest thing I, is that I, Sam, I, Sam, I said, they, Sam said, RC, I think you're probably, and I think sometimes <laughs> Sam tries to translate me. He does all right. He said, it's more your animus. He didn't say animus. But he said, your, your problem with Dan Campbell is more about what he represents. Like, no, no, that's salt. I've hated that salt since he was the interim head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Because yeah. him and all that rah-rah shit is not <clears throat> what the league is about today. It's about intellectual. It's about your mind. I love motivators, but he's a meathead. And I don't like that shit. And I don't care if they make the damn playoffs. He's still going to fail. They're going to suck next year. If he makes the playoffs this year, they're going to suck. He will fall. Y'all laughed at me about Leonard Fournette. What happened? He won the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl by hanging on the top, Brady, getting rushed for 1,000 yards. No, he ain't no, seen 1,000 no, yards. No. You asked ask what happened. You asked what happened. You asked what happened, and he won the Super Bowl. You asked what happened, and he won the Super Bowl. I don't give a damn if Dan Campbell got to ride Jesus himself to a Super Bowl, but if he went a fucking he Super, Bowl, to the damn you better, Super Bowl, you, you better deactivate your account. I know I'm not saying I'm just 
I'm just saying you you shit it on Leonard Fournette. You asked what happened to him, and I said he won a Super Bowl. So if you shit he on Dan Campbell, halfway bust man, he got. If cut, you shit on Dan Campbell, Brady, uh, 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 job strap. You Tom see Brady works, will man. be a free agent next year. He fuck around and end up in Detroit, and then you gonna be upset because he win another Super Bowl. You and Giselle gonna be upset. The problem is y'all need to y'all underestimated Jared Goff because Jared Goff the I robot. There was nah, very bro. little difference. Nobody wanted to listen to me. Hey, look, I don't know what the fuck happened because I just saw I just saw Sean McVay win a football game with Baker Mayfield on on a two day notice. So I'm like, what what happened? Maybe maybe it just it just was stale. I don't know. But Jared Goff no, they, what happened was their uh the line. They're not hungry. Uh, the Lions banged up. They lost the uh, left tackle. What's his name? Whitworth. They lost him. The Lions tired, banged right? up. It's not as good as it used to be. And they're not hungry. It's a bad combination. The line is terrible. Though. But yeah, Dan, Dan the man, yo. Just make sure they you, didn't have you... a second receiver. Odell got hurt. Like if Odell had started the season healthy, I think that's a different team. And then okay. the line, even without the line, they I mean they literally were only throwing to white receivers. Mostly uh Cup. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Odell was the um last black receiver I think Stafford targeted. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. You know, so I think that's a lot of it. And they just weren't as hungry, but I thought they might go back. I thought, but evidently nah. not. Um so yeah, the Detroit thing is troubling to me, but you know, it is what it is. We do have to have a moment of silence for what was his name? Ooh. Kevin. Kevin Nichols, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we got to have kicked, a moment of silence for Kevin you. Nichols. You kicked him He up. went off about Brittany Griner, and I just couldn't get over it. And this is, and this, I think this is, and we can, we won't go too deep. We can finish it off with Brittany Griner and Kevin Nichols and all that stuff. Um, Kevin, if I can find what he said real quick. But he basically said that white men were under attack because Brittany Griner got out of prison over the former, I want to emphasize, the former Marine and current spy, basically, (laughs) that didn't get to go. Bro. Hey, Look, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be honest with you. The little bit I read about this dude that they love, that nigga sound like an op, bro. He's clearly, <laughs> I mean, he white, is clearly white people, a spy white, man. White people, white people have a different. Uh, I guess white people have a different definition of an op. But I'm like, when the CIA say we don't even know why you over there, and you got other passports from other yeah, countries, he's got like four and, citizenships. And England, England's trying to England's trying harder to get him out than America. That man, an op, bro. <laughs> It's clear. Look, they caught him red-handed with somebody handing him a flash drive. Yeah. From, who who like, handed that flash drive? For, he's supposed to be over there for a wedding. Could you imagine what that looked like? You over there for a wedding. You really undercover the whole fucking party now under surveillance, man. I'd be tight. You're not going to get me thrown in the gulag, man. I'd turn your ass in. Fuck yeah, that. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious. And, you know, I, and, mm. and I think, too, and, and the whole thing with Kevin, we tried, both of us, we tried to befriend him. We tried to show him the light or the dark, however you want to look at it. But some people are not smart enough to get it. I always say, 
it takes a certain intelligence to understand racism because you're so indoctrinated with uh, ra racist views, everybody, stereotypes about everybody. And to overcome those things, you got to think and unpack and unlearn a lot of what you have learned. And for anybody to say that the white man is under attack in America. <laughs> Bro. I heard that shit. If white men under attack in America is by other white men, so don't put that on black it topics or black people. We don't, we don't do, we don't have no fucking saying anything. Imagine just that. Had, we just had the first leader of the House of Representatives, not even a majority leader, not the Speaker of the House. We just got the first leader of the House of Representatives with uh, Hakeem Jeffers. Like, there's still milestones that Black people are barely getting. White people control like 90% of the, whatever, it's 10 times, I don't even know what the number is. The amount of wealth that white people control and white males control, the amount of positions of power. Like, we could go down the entire list. They find these things on the periphery. Brittany Griner came home not because she was Black. Joe Biden is no real friend of Black people. She came home because she was famous and she had a lot of people and a lot of public pressure put on the administration. And, and if anything, she came home before she was, because she was uh, gay before she came home because she was black. Because that community is going to come for protect their own and be loyal, and they are very good at lobbying. And that's yeah. no disrespect. Well, gay and black go hand in hand now, but I guess again, Beg that's Hey, hey, let, hey, I don't know if you out and I'm not saying black people are doing this. I'm just saying the powers that be that that control when people react to things typically combine gay problems and black problems. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying the agendas sometimes. No, is, if there's a black, if there's a gay problem, then they combine gay and black. If there's a black problem, Eh, not so much. And if there's a gay problem, they use the black problem as the, oh, you know, this is how you treated the blacks. So let us, and I'm talking mostly about white gays or something. This is how you treated the blacks. Don't do that to us. And so the black people that are that are gay might be lucky enough to get on get in on that, but they're still black. But no, I'm not. But you know, more power to them. Like I said, it's a horrible deal. You let the fucking merchant of death. They made a movie about this man. If they make a movie about a criminal, they should never see the light of day again. That's just what I, I believe in my heart. If they make a movie about you and you're a criminal, you need to stay in jail. But look, I'm happy that any American comes home, no matter what. And I'm happy that she came home. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with the cost of what it took to get her, but I I understand why they did what they did. Um, I don't. But I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't I don't have, understand I, it. I don't want that on my head. I yeah, don't. I don't understand it. And and I mean, you know, again, I'm not trying to get saltines ammo for the culture. I'm gonna just say I wouldn't have did it either, but I also wouldn't have been over there in the situation with with where I could get caught up like that. Like, yeah, exactly. That's, like, stupid for that but I will say based on what, what how she was acting or it was reported that she was acting she does seem very thankful and grateful and appreciative and that's cool and I will also say to Saltines 
that just because somebody don't like this stupid ass country don't mean they not a part of this stupid ass country because we are all we are all just because they don't like the anthem. Like, yeah, we just see like we just, just see mofos go... try to try to take over the fucking capital and shit, and then and then they consider patriots. What? It's wild. You want you you? It, it's worse for her to say that she don't want. And again, not a Britney Griner fan at all. Not even on the court. It's worse for her to say she don't want to stand for the anthem, or she is not down with the anthem and doesn't like it. A song that has the word "slave" in it. They just edit it, by the way, but. Mm-hmm. Than people actually trying to stop a, literally trying to stop by force killing cops and trying to stop by force democracy. But but she don't love the country. You support a man. Sorry to get political. You support a man that everything this country is built on: freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom of. Um, all the goddamn freedoms <laughs> and <laughs> democracy, democracy in itself. The man that you said, he said we need to amend the constitution. We need to amend the constitution or throw it out yeah. so he can be reelected. You support yeah. that shit, but you think <laughs> she don't love America, bro? Here, bro. When I when I saw that headline, there 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 are still a few times in the in the day where I see some news about Trump, and I'm like, he didn't say that shit. He really said that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, Unbelievable. But you know what's great? You know what's great? And, and I'll give a damn. I'll get political. 99.9% of these Trump people are fucking idiots. And they don't understand law, just like he don't understand law or the, or the constitutional. I would, I would argue that the majority of these Trumpets really don't understand constitutional law. They don't understand it. I really want somebody to ask Trump. I want somebody to ask Trump. Remember he first Who? got elected, he did the Muslim ban, and he started complaining oh. about the judge overruling because he didn't know he, that a judge could do that? Yeah. Like, bro. Like, man. I really want I want somebody to ask him, what are the three branches of government, and what are their responsibilities? Because I, I can tell you for a fact, he don't know. And ask what the fucking check balances are. The same stupid know. ass doesn't understand it either. And that's why I don't like him. If, if he would stop fucking losing court cases on things that are clearly not constitutional, like, bro, it's, it's not a hard concept. It's really not. You you honestly don't even need to fucking go to school to understand checks and balances and how how the Constitution, like, operates. No. But for some reason, Elementary. We, got all these elect- yeah, we got all these elected officials. So we had some technical difficulties. We lost a Zoom line. Alan is recording in his car. He's a dad. I've been there before. Uh, I'm staying at Airbnb. Very long story. But uh, so just kind of ignore and bear with us on the end of it. It was kind of getting good what we were talking about. But please rate and subscribe. One day we want to have a podcast studio devoted to that. If you rate and subscribe and share with your friends and spread the gospel of IBN and IB Sports, maybe one day we can get there. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate your support. Again, rate and subscribe. Thank you.